Tech basketball is battling to defend their ACC title, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Josh Passner Show. Half four right for Tech, a crossover down the lane, picks Usher, fakes the three, crashes in, and dumps it down from the baseline. Jordan Usher with malice on the dunk. We'll hear from Georgia Tech basketball head coach Josh Passner and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech hoops on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. A very good Monday evening to you. Happy holidays. Hope it was a wonderful time for you. And we are back at it with the Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. It is unfortunately turned into a little longer of a holiday break than the Yellow Jackets had anticipated as they have seen not one but two games get postponed, including their return to ACC play, which was scheduled for this Wednesday night at Syracuse. So the next time Georgia Tech is scheduled to take the floor will be this Saturday. Matt McCamish as they take on the Louisville Cardinals, eager to do so certainly after what we saw the last time they were on the floor at McCamish in that 72-62 thrilling overtime come-from-behind win over Georgia State. It's the first time we have joined you since that win over the Panthers. We'll certainly break that down as well as get the latest on the status of the Georgia Tech program here in this health and safety protocol pause, and we look forward to doing it with your questions tonight. You can always join us on the phone lines at 404-231-1680. You can also tweet your questions to me at Andy Demetra. And of course, with the uh, Georgia Tech program on a pause, I am here. Josh Pastor is there, so we uh, tap into Josh Pastor remotely on this Monday night from the Josh Pastor compound in Atlanta. And uh, we'll see if uh, the head ball coach can hear me. Coach, uh, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you just fine. Uh, Give us the latest on the status of the team and where things stand right now. Yeah, just a couple uh, uh, update. Um, We'll be doing our show, uh, obviously, via the the, the Zoom link um, tonight. Uh, Because of the health and safety protocols uh, that our last two games, the Alabama A&M game was – postponed based on health and safety COVID protocols. And then the game that we were scheduled to play on Wednesday at Syracuse is postponed. But because of that, um, our team doctor wants us to remain in quarantine. And so to remain in quarantine to protect you, Andy, um, I'm here at my house and um, uh, doing the show via, um, you know, via, via the Internet via the Zoom, which is just tremendous by technology and incredible by Sports Radio 680, 93.7 FM, the, the, the fan, and just, you know, how they've been able to, to make this work. And it seems like we weren't going to have to do this again based on last year, but here we are for right now. We've got to do it. Um, I do expect us to be back face-to-face next Monday, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about. If you do hear a crying baby in the back, that's my newborn son. You know, uh, I just, um, uh, my wife and I have had a newborn just a a little over a month ago. Been an unbelievable blessing, but talk about just busy time, (laughs) not only with the baby, coaching the team, dealing with COVID stuff, um, other things, you know, I mean, just been 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 a hectic time period, but a real blessing on that. So if you hear any crying in the background, uh, that's that's my little son being mad at me, not you, Andy. And so it sounds like Kaysen might be making his radio debut tonight is what you're saying. He might be making his radio debut at some point, but um, especially tonight. But uh, but let me talk a little bit about where we kind of left off. want to talk about the USC game that we played on 
uh, over a week ago on Saturday, and we had a chance to talk about that and also the Georgia State game and, and kind of where our team's at, um, some of the things that we're, we've done, we're doing, and what's our, our thought process moving forward. Uh, number one, let's talk on the USC game. Andy, uh, we were playing USC. What was interesting uh, prior to that game, um, at the time, um, you know, we were preparing – for Bubba Parham to play that game. We were preparing for Bubba to play. He was cleared to play um, uh, health-wise with his leg, with his knee. And he had been practicing that entire week, had really been good, and um, and had, um, <clears throat> you know, had really looked good in practice. And I thought he was going to give us a great addition and lift for that game. You know, obviously we got stuck in some areas of, you know, uh, troubled scoring and had some of those, you know, dry, those, those droughts. And, and he would have been able to lift us and, 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 and helped us in that area. Unfortunately, the morning of, he was put in the health and safety protocols uh, of that morning. Um, and, and uh, unfortunately was not able to play, had nothing to do with his knee with the torn meniscus. It was health and safety protocols, uh, that he was not able to play. And also during that time period, you know, obviously USC, then if you looked at their schedule, they've been on pause right after our game. And they had, you know, they, there were some things going on with them with health and safety protocols. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, so whatever happened, happened where USC after our game ended up having to, you know, to, to sit to pause. We were able to play one more game against Georgia State. That all being said, um, I really thought Bubba Parham was going to help us in that USC game. In that USC game, you know, USC is a very good team. It was our fourth team in a row that we were playing a, a top 25 caliber team, of one of the, you know, second straight game, you know, top five team in the net rankings. Um, I mean, we've played a very, very tough schedule. You look at those four games in a row was a very, very hard stretch. Um, and you might ask, well, how did we end up scheduling that? Well, obviously it kind of fell how it fell. One, it was based on we had the ACC Big Ten Challenge already with Wisconsin. Then you're playing North Carolina. Then the LSU and USC game were scheduled outside. At the time when we scheduled them, I thought that there might be a chance that Jose or Moses or both were coming back. So I felt we could be aggressive in our scheduling to really see, um, to, to really work on seeding for the NCAA tournament that, that I was focused on that thinking that those two guys would might be coming back after the season. That's when we scheduled those games. And I said, we can be aggressive. Probably if I had knew that they weren't coming back, I might've taken a different approach. That all being said, I do think it really, that those games will help us because it's going to make us better in preparation for the ACC we, we were able to get exposed on things that we needed to work on. And one of those was when we were struggling with our scoring, we were having a scoring drought. Now, part of that was, you know, possibly not, you know, as, as I've mentioned the two, two weeks ago, and I've told it pretty much every day when you're losing what we've lost in the player of the year and the ACC player of the year and the ACC defensive player of the year, who's also one of our best offensive guys, and, and then also Bubba Parham, who this year you're counting on to be one of your best offensive weapons. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of offense. And so then you're really relying on Michael DeVoe to really score for you pretty, you know, every night and or Jordan Usher as well, too. 
and while you're trying to find that third scorer. And um, so I was excited when, when during that leading that week up to the USC game, I thought that that having Bubba play the lead up was going to be really good for us and, and really give us a lift. And pro- I thought we had a great chance to win the game. That all being said, <clears throat> you know, we started out well defensively. Um, um, and then we and then we were kind of back and forth the, 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 the first half. They end up taking the lead going into going into um, um, going into halftime. I did end up, um, you know, we made a couple minor adjustments in, 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 in halftime, trying to do some different things. I thought Saba gave us really good minutes in that first half. And um, and then in the second half, you know, we, they stretched the lead a little bit, but then we got we got back rolling. I actually went small. I sized down, played smaller, and um, and we got ourselves within six, and we had some great looks. And Michael DeVoe made some big shots for us during that stretch. And then Devo Coleman hit a big three. But then we had a long stretch there, Andy, where we really struggled uh, scoring in transition offense, which has been an Achilles heel for us to this year. We we've, we've have not done a good job in scoring in transition offense. And then we got stuck again where we missed some just wide-open shots. We had a couple great looks that we just didn't fall for us. And and then they got a key offensive rebound and a kick-out three where the kid um, Peterson hit, um, you know, on that slot three, which was a big play that, that, that kind of sealed the game for them. And so um, when we got back home after that game – and it was a quick turnaround because we played on Saturday and we were having a quick game against a very good Georgia State team that's very well coached by Rob Lanier and Coach Lanier and his staff. But we were going to need to make some adjustments offensively because our lack we, – we, we, we have had an issue with scoring droughts during this four-game stretch. But not only the scoring droughts. These are some of the things that I had – looking at our film and really dissecting our team is we were struggling in number one in the second half defensively teams are really scoring against us. And again, prior to this, prior to those four games, we had won five in a row and we had played well. I mean, we had, we had, we beat Georgia Southern in a hard nosed flu game, as I like to call it, where it was, we barely had any guys with Michael DeVoe wasn't going to play and then came in and, play like it was Michael Jordan or, or at Georgia in an incredible win where guys like Davon and Smith and, and, and Michael and Jordan Usher and Rodney Howard and everyone just Miles Kelly, Debo gave us incredible minutes, Khalid Moore. And so we, we were on a great five-game winning streak. But then when we got to this, these four games, it really allowed me to evaluate our team because that when you play a schedule like that, you're going to know – good and bad, what's exposed, what you've got to work on, strengths and weaknesses, and that's the power of playing a schedule like that. And a couple things that got exposed that we got to get that we needed to get better better at and make the correct adjustments. One is our transition offense. We we were not taking advantage of us getting stops and in transition offense. We were having we were either missing layups, missing opportunities or turning the ball over, and we can't do that at this level in the ACC. That's one, two. I didn't feel our second half defense was good enough. I mean, we were we were doing a great job first half, and then second half teams were just scoring too much on us in the second half. We had to be better in the second half defensively. 
Um, another thing would be transition defense. That was an area that 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 was not, you know, at a high clip for us. Is is the way we were getting back transition defensively. Fourth, I would tell you, was turnovers. Turnovers, Andy. Turnovers. And now we did a better job versus USC. We only had seven turnovers. Two other things that, and again, I'm giving you a long, uh, an overview, a general view. There's a lot. Yeah, of we, we don't have to cram everything into the first segment here. You know that. I know, and I'm going to. Just want to say this, and I'll get to the break. The the, the the other two would be we we had a real issue with scoring droughts. We would go into segments into the second half where we struggled with scoring droughts, and I'll go more into this in the second segment. And the other thing is we were having low assist on made field goals, and part of that was based on. You know, maybe we had some over-dribbling. We were maybe giving the ball a headache. Um, you know, we, we were also missing some open shots. So um, part of that is, you know, we had to clean that up. So I'll go into some more of the things on, 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 on those areas that I just, just discussed on what we needed to do to course correct. And then some of the things that we did in, 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 the, in the great win against Georgia State as well, uh, that was on Tuesday. Yeah, and it was quite yeah, a grind, but it was a, a good one as he got that 72-62 overtime win over the Panthers, avenged the loss from last year, and you only needed one overtime to do, which I think all Georgia Tech fans can appreciate. We'll hit our first time out. Plenty to get to here. Just getting started on another edition of the Josh Pastor Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Becoming America's best-selling brand means you never settle for anything less. Like the Ford F-150, with its premium-grade muscle and finely-tuned intelligence, it's a beast with brains. The Ford Bronco Sport, with unquestioned toughness and capability, it's built to take on the mountains. And Ford's complete lineup of all-wheel drive SUVs gives you the power, style, and space you need for life on the go. Contact your local Ford store for exclusive offers on Ford's full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Sales plan based on calendar year sales. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventurer, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. 
Becoming America's best-selling brand means you never settle for anything less. Like the Ford F-150, with its premium-grade muscle and finely-tuned intelligence, it's a beast with brains. The Ford Bronco Sport, with unquestioned toughness and capability, it's built to take on the mountains. And Ford's complete lineup of all-wheel drive SUVs gives you the power, style, and space you need for life on the go. Contact your local Ford store for exclusive offers on Ford's full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Sales plan based on calendar year sales. Here comes the slam! Scandi Energy is proud to partner with Georgia Tech Basketball. And just like how the Yellow Jackets set the Nets on fire in the 404, Georgia residents will be fired up once they see these hot savings on natural gas. See for yourself by calling 877-GO-SCANA or visiting ScandiEnergy.com. Missing out on these rates would be a flagrant foul. So call the right play and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScandiEnergy.com for great deals on natural gas. Stream every Georgia Tech game totally free on the all-new Fan app. Download it now for Apple or Android and listen to the Jackets anywhere. The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball. It's the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. And the Josh Pastor Show is presented by Coca-Cola with Zero Sugar. And now even more delicious is the new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, the best Coke ever. Find out for yourself as we join you on another Monday night. Again, no Georgia Tech basketball this Wednesday at Syracuse. That game has been postponed due to health and safety protocols. Hopeful that Georgia Tech will return to action this Saturday at McCamish when they take on the Louisville Cardinals. I'm sure, Coach, you got the news about an hour and a half that we went on the air that uh, the ACC is now updated it's uh, uh, policy now for, for isolation periods for vaccinated individuals. And I'm curious, in light of that news, uh, any conversations you've had with your staff, your medical team, and what that could mean as far as a timeline to get your guys back together practicing and hopefully uh, pointed towards a return to play on Saturday. Yeah, Andy. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you are right about that. The, uh, the um, <clears throat> medical advisory uh, group, um, which which is advises the presidents um, and in the entire ACC on all what the you know the medical uh, guidelines and guidance should be for for returned activity and play uh, had had um, put in place today that the, there's a you know usually when you test positive for COVID it's it's per CDC guidelines it's a ten day uh, window you're out. Then after that, but but I tell people it's not ten days because it's really thirteen because fourteen because you're not allowed to do anything for ten days and you just don't come back on the eleventh day and go play thirty five minutes. You, you need two days to at least work yourself back into some running up and down the floor. So it's really on the thirteenth day are you able to really get back to to any activity? Um, and so it's really almost like a two week process. So they had then came out that if you're vaccinated and you uh, test positive, that a way to test out of quarantine or isolation is you can have back-to-back negative tests within a 22 test, not within the same 24-hour time period, and or in, so that could be within, and and no symptoms, so no symptoms. So if you were symptom-free, you tested positive, I'm just making this up. Day four, you have a COVID test and you're negative. And then day five, you have a COVID test outside the 24-hour window and you're negative. You can return to activity. And, or you could do it in a seven-day window where you test um, on like the fifth or sixth day and you're negative 
then you can come back after the seventh day and you only have to do one test. If you want to do before seven days, it's two tests, or you do you the, the, the full 10 days. However, before that, just before we got on the air, Andy, the CDC then put out to just before we got in the air that if you test positive, the isolation period now and you're symptom free, the isolate isolation period now is five days. And after five days to return to any line of work, this isn't just because initially a couple of days ago it was just for healthcare workers, but now it's for anybody, for you, me, or, or anyone that's for any job of any line of work. It's five days of isolation, and then on the sixth through the tenth day, as long as you're symptom free, you just have to wear a mask uh, to your place of, of work. Um, so that's even less than what the ACC had. So what I would tell you is this. So people ask me, was the Louisville game going to be on? As of right now, that is the the the, the um, focus, the the return to play, the return to activity is focused on trying to get the Louisville game in. Will that happen on Saturday, January the 1st? That's still to be determined. That might be a quick date for that to happen. Again, that's above me. That's going to all be based on medical and the ACC and everything else. But we are uh, we're, we're going to do the best we can if it works for the health and safety um, uh, for our team and for our young men to uh, to play the Louisville game at some point. It might not be on that Saturday. It could possibly on a Sunday. It could be after Monday. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be based on the ACC, and it's got to follow and be the best thing for the health and safety, not only for Georgia Tech student-athletes, but for the health and safety of the Louisville student-athletes. Because remember, Andy, they were on pause before the Christmas break. They canceled their game versus Kentucky. And um, so as long as it meets both teams – health and safety guidelines. I do foresee us playing that game. I, I'm not sure if it's going to be on Saturday, but at some point, um, you know, maybe by the early, ne- by the early next week, that game uh, is going to try to be played to the best of its ability if it's best for both teams. Well, you certainly Georgia Tech is not the only team that uh, has had to put a game on pause during the midweek. The new Clemson game got postponed for Wednesday. So did the Florida State-Boston College game, Virginia Tech-North Carolina all of those games postponed as well. The ACC at work trying to make sure that, uh, like the Georgia Tech-Syracuse game, you guys can make it up. Okay, uh, making it up of a different kind. You had to make up a deficit of six points midway through that second half versus Georgia State when it looked for all the world like the Panthers coach had the momentum. They were turning you over. They had evaporated that 15-point lead late in the first half, and uh, certainly they had uh, the wind at their backs, but you guys found a way to dig deep, force overtime, and uh, get a little lift from Jordan Usher with a career-high 30 points and a career-high tying 11 rebounds in that overtime win over Georgia State. Uh, Randy Waters and I were commenting afterwards. That was as wild a game as he and I have ever collaborated to call. When you think about some of the swings and just oddities and quirks uh, as far as what was going on in the box score, but ultimately what got the job done for you uh, last uh, last week uh, here at McCamish? Well, Andy, um, one is um, <clears throat> one is, uh, I, and I just just to hit on your last point before you talk about Georgia State, we are going to do the best we can to to play that Syracuse game at Syracuse, and also try to find a time to get the Alabama A and M game at our home for the home game. We are going to do the best we can to make sure our full schedule is fulfilled, 
how it works itself out, that's still a work in progress, but that is um, an objective is to get every game played, uh, all 31 regular season games uh, to be fully played. So I just want to make sure the listeners and Yellow Jacket Nation know that. Um, in regard to Georgia State, um, yes, very interesting that you say that. I had multiple people text me. In fact, uh, the, 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 the people that did the TV that day, um, that night, said it was the most craziest game they've ever been involved with. And, and they've been involved in, just like you, Andy, in just an incredible amount, thousands of, of sporting games. You know what I mean? And so um, you, you're not the only person to say that. And um, it was just a wild swing of games, or a wild swing of emotions during that game. First of all, Georgia State is a very, very good basketball team. They are very well coached by Coach Rob Lanier. He does an excellent job. He and his staff, they, they are just a very, very good team. They're a very, very good program. And I would be surprised if they're not winning their conference this season. <coughs> Excuse me. And so um, <clears throat> usually I have the cough button with you at the at the mic, but I don't have that <coughs> today. So <coughs> excuse me on the cough. But the good news, Andy, I'm not coughing on you. I'm coughing on my computer. So Duly noted uh, and appreciated. Yeah, so I just want to let you know that. But um, <clears throat> um so it was one heck of a game. Everyone remembers the game from last year against Georgia State. Four overtimes. The game started at 9 o'clock. I didn't think it ended to like 1 in the morning. Um, but um, last year's game. And then they have their entire team back. They've got great guards. Andy, I've said this so many times. Everything in the college, especially college basketball, is all about great guard play. All about guard play. And Georgia State has terrific guards. And they were all back from last year's team. They all can score. Well, I tell you what, we jumped, we jumped out and played really well. We had a great lead. I think we got up 15 twice during the segment of the game of the first half. And then what a big run for Georgia State was the end of the second half. And it was like we were up 15. It was very similar to LSU. We were up 15 versus LSU in the first half with about a minute 40 something to go. And just like that, they're going into halftime. We're only at four, 34, 30. Yeah. I mean, I LSU had an eight zero run to close the half. And so did Georgia state. They made it the seven point deficit at halftime. And I felt the same thing against Georgia state. We were up really had control and then boom, snap of the finger, Georgia state's making a run and it's down 37, 30 just like that going into halftime. And even though we were playing well and we were up seven, I, w I was frustrated. I was like, come on, how does this happen? We got to, we've got to learn when you've got that lead. We can't let teams back in. We, we, we just had that happen to us a week ago. Um, and so, uh, um, so obviously there were some frustrations. And then the second half, we actually started okay again, sort of like we did against LSU, but then we got into a scoring drought. We got into one of our scoring droughts this year where it just it almost paralyzes you in a sense of just you're, you're not able to get through it because you're just, man, you're just you're like stuck. You're, you're in a stoppage and, and you're getting some open looks and and it just kind of it, 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 it takes the it, 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 it wipes the energy out of you. And then and they end up taking advantage. They start hitting some tough shots. They got really good players. And then the next thing you know, they're up 50 to 46. All while that's going on, Michael DeVoe, who's been 
you know, Superman for us this year in a sense. Probably had his worst game of his senior year for sure, but might have been his worst game in, the, in his last, and maybe in his entire career at Georgia Tech. And, uh, I mean, he, he had some great looks, was just not falling, had some missed layups, missing free throws. And, and, and we had to do some – I didn't have Debo Coleman or, or Bubba Parham due to the uh, health and safety protocols. So you're missing two really good scores in those guys. That all being said, Michael DeVos, your best scorer, was not playing well, as I mentioned, and we've relied on him so much. But then we had to even go into different guys into the bench to find a way to get us a score. And then Jordan Usher was literally, was like Michael Jordan. 30 points on 14 shots. He also had 11 rebounds, so he had a double-double. He hit some incredible shots late, made some big-time free throws late, big-time free throws late. Khalid Moore had some big plays in the first half with some big buckets, but also had some big plays late and some big free throws in overtime. Kyle Sturdivant was just tremendous, uh, tremendous for the whole game. Davon Smith, I know he had some turnovers, but he did a great job defensively, really did a nice job defensively. And then you look at, you know, Rodney Howard had his ankle had been bothering him. So I put Saba right in. He did a really nice job. And then I put in Jordan Mecca because when I went to put Rodney Howard back in, he couldn't go back in based on his ankle. And I thought Jordan Mecca completely changed and altered the game defensively and the way he pursued the rebounding. And then you also include, you know, Tristan Maxwell, who hit a humongous shot for us in that turnaround fadeaway right there at, the, at that underneath the elbow area there in the second half to, to, to stop the bleeding of our scoring drought. And um, it was just a, an incredible basketball game. And the swings back and forth. And then I don't think they scored a basket for like their last 16 or 17 shots yeah. until the very last shot of overtime when they just scored it right there. And then obviously in overtime we were able to pull away and defensively, we were able to get so many stops. Um, and now we had a lot of turnovers that game, Andy. A lot of turnovers yep. again. But we, but the thing that we did, the reason that we won, yes, Jordan Usher was amazing. We were 19 of 24 from the free throw line. We were excellent. And our number one key, our number two key, and our number three key for the game was transition defense. And what happened in that what happened in that is in the first half, they had zero transition fast break points against us. And in the second half, I think they only had six. And they were so good in transition offense. What won us the game was our transition defense. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll give you that number. The, the field goal drought that you limited Georgia State to, uh, spanning the five-minute mark of the second half to the final seconds of overtime, without which you wouldn't have walked out of McCamish with the win. We'll break down that matchup further. Of course, if you have a question tonight, just tweet me at Andy Demetra. Coach, you'll never believe this. We're behind schedule, so we got to take another break. It's the Josh Pastor Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. 
I'm former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Reeves, and I want to tell you about Tommy Nova Center. Tommy Nova Center has helped over 25,000 people with disabilities find meaningful employment. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Nova Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Your donation will fuel the employment training programs that change lives every day at Tommy Nova Center. Donate at TommyNovaCenter.org or by calling 1-866-NOVA-AUTO. No one outfits golfers better than Edwin Watts Golf Shops. We've been fitting golfers since 1968. Utilizing cutting-edge fitting technology, we'll analyze your swing and our foresight launch monitors and fit you with the perfect club, pair of shoes, the latest golf apparel, golf balls, bags, and more. So come by today for your complete custom fitting. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. College basketball is back on Sirius XM. On ACC Radio, there's live coverage for every college basketball team in the conference, including live games, plus 24-7 talk and analysis. So cheer along online or on the Sirius XM app and listen to your favorite team anywhere. And now as a college student, you can stream your first three months of Sirius XM for $1. Fees and taxes apply. See other details and subscribe now at SiriusXM.com slash ACC Basketball. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Every Georgia Tech game is on Atlanta's flagship station for the Yellow Jackets. This is The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Georgia Tech basketball continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Josh Pastner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. He's Josh Pastner. I'm Andy Dementia doing this remotely tonight on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. We're glad to have you with us on this Monday night. Okay, we had, we had teased this before the break, Coach. You had held Georgia State to 14 consecutive missed shots from the 5.09 mark of the second half to the 16-second mark of overtime when the game was in hand. So, in other words, Georgia State went 0-14 from the field 
in a span of nine minutes and 53 seconds when the game was hanging in the balance. And you had mentioned the insertion of Jordan Mecca, who hadn't played since the Lamar game, and how he was a difference maker defensively for you down the stretch. What inspired you to put Jordan into that situation, even though he's really not had a high-leverage minute in his Georgia Tech career, and what made him such a presence there defensively to jam the brakes of that uh, Georgia State offense? Yeah, Andy. Um, One was, um, you know, with Jordan Mecca, when we played against Lamar, I told him before the game, I want to give him an opportunity. And, and you know, you and I have talked about this, and I've said this so many times, life is all about opportunities. I told Jordan Mecca, you're going to get an opportunity um, versus Lamar. And I said, when you get in, make the most of it. He got in, he didn't play well. And he came to me after the game. He says, Coach, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I know, you know, I didn't play well. I said, hey, listen, you're, there's going to be another time down the road. You're going to get a chance. You just got to be ready. You got to keep working. And to Jordan Mecca's credit, he has just worked every day in practice and has gotten better, has improved. Just old school getting better in practice is 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 what has allowed him to be able to be to be thrown in that game on Tuesday, on last Tuesday. And really might have been our MVP. I mean, obviously Jordan Usher was our MVP with the numbers, but 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 as in terms of altering the game like he did defensively, um, you know, with his going after every shot block, going after his his on ball uh, his his ball screen defense, his his effort on the glass, his um, just his ability to you know, really affect the game defensively, Uh, keep balls alive offensively, you know, just little things that might not even show up in the box score. And, um, you know, and and how about Tristan Maxwell? I put him in there for Michael DeVoe and he had a big, he had, what did he, I think he made more shots late in the game. He hit that big one over, over Michael. Michael hadn't even hit a shot late. You know, coach, if I had told you before the game that Tristan Maxwell would have more field goals in the second half than the nation's second leading score, and you guys would still win, you'd have probably had me drug tested. But that was what happened. Tristan Maxwell had that field goal. Michael DeVoe was held without one in the second half. And that, like you said, was at a critical juncture of the game. You guys were down 54-50, and it was a nice stride stop, middle of the lane by, by Tristan, that fadeaway jumper, and looked like he had been doing it all season. Yeah, we were down four, and so, yeah, that was a big shot by him. And like I said, for us to win that game, when, when you know, Michael DeVoe has been so good for all season long, just ha- and. Just, you know, it was just a tough game for me. Just, you know, you're allowed one of those games, but it's a great sign for your team when others are able to step up and help carry, you know, carry you to the, to the win. And so I guess my, I almost like to reverse it to you because, you know, here I am in the middle of the game and just the, the, the swing of emotions from calling it, I mean, was, I mean, and even watching it again the, the next, you know, the next day from breaking down the film, it really was one crazy game that you could be maybe in athletics the rest of your life and never see something like that again. Do you agree with the way uh, the way the game had swung with the with the highs and lows of just the, the, the way that the, 
the emotion and the momentum went from back and forth. Well, I'll tell you this. It was wild, but it was winning, and that's a good thing, especially when you've had to wait a little longer to follow up on that game again. Georgia Tech in the middle of a pause due to health and safety protocols. No game Wednesday versus Syracuse. They'll seek to make that up at a later date this season. So the next scheduled game for Georgia Tech back here at McCamish New Year's Day, Saturday, as they take on Louisville. We hit another timeout. So we'll have time for your tweets and your calls. Get those in right now. You can tweet me at Andy Dementor or the lines are open 404-231-1680. We're back after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful Hardware, folks. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventurer, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. Hunk of junk, jalopy, hoopty, whatever you may call that vehicle you need to get rid of, Tommy Novus Center calls it life-changing opportunity. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Novus Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Tommy Novus is no fuss. We'll tow that unused car away for free while you just sit back with that warm and fuzzy feeling knowing you've bettered someone's life today. And did we mention, it could also be tax deductible. Call 1-866-NOVUS-AUTO or visit TommyNovusCenter.org to find out how to turn your jalopy into jobs. Whether you're driving for distance, pitching for precision, or putting to win it all, come to Edwin Watts Golf Shop to get custom fit for all your clubs throughout your bag. Hit a few balls and let our team show you the latest swing technology and data that will help optimize your game. Having each club tailored to become your gamers will help you start shooting lower scores. Let Edwin Watts Golf Shops help you make every shot the perfect one. Come in and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Becoming America's best-selling brand means you never settle for anything less. Like the Ford F-150, with its premium-grade muscle and finely-tuned intelligence, it's a beast with brains. The Ford Bronco Sport, with unquestioned toughness and capability, it's built to take on the mountains. And Ford's complete lineup of all-wheel drive SUVs gives you the power, style, and space you need for life on the go. Contact your local Ford store for exclusive offers on Ford's full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Sales plan based on calendar year sales. Here comes the slam! Scanny Energy is proud to partner with Georgia Tech Basketball. And just like how the Yellow Jackets set the Nets on fire in the 404, Georgia residents will be fired up once they see these hot savings on natural gas. See for yourself by calling 877-GO-SCANA or visiting scannyenergy.com. Missing out on these rates would be a flagrant foul. So call the right play and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit scannyenergy.com for great deals on natural gas. The Coach Collins Show, the call of every game, and Atlanta's hometown team bringing you the latest on the Jackets. This is The Fan.
there's no better source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power on Georgia. As we welcome you back to the Josh Pastor Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Andy Demetra visiting remotely tonight with head coach Josh Pastor, but the lines and Twitter always open for you. Uh, coach, got to ask you about this. At the 7.50 mark, of the second half, you guys had committed your 20th turnover versus Georgia State, yet you only committed three turnovers the rest of the way through overtime. So three turnovers over the final 12-21 of the game. A, what was the cause of that carelessness versus Georgia State, a team that if you looked at the numbers didn't force a high volume of turnovers? And then B, what adjustments did you guys make to tighten things up down the stretch? Really good question and good point. And one of our things we talked about was about don't turn the ball over. Besides one of our transitional, the top key one, two, and three about defensive transition, the other key four and five was no turnovers. And we and I thought we made a good, um, uh, you know, pivot uh, versus versus USC with only seven turnovers. And um, and I know USC maybe doesn't get out in the passing lanes and force as many, but 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 we did a good job of taking care of the ball. But then Georgia State, we went back to just some silly turnovers and um, things that we just can't have happen. Um, and so we've got to be better about that. And so we've got to make sure. And I'm going to make sure I do all that we can. What what are we doing? To, to to why are we having this issue with our turnovers? What can I do better as a head coach? Is there something we can do offensively that would maybe eliminate some of those turnovers? Um, so I've got to look. I'm looking at all those things, and um, um, and but one of the things is is offensive transition. When we have an advantage break, we've got to take advantage and take care of that. But the reason we ended up winning the game, Andy, was we did get great defensive stops. And on the second thing is we didn't turn it over. I mean, I don't care what sport you play in those last 12 and a half minutes, as you mentioned. I don't care what sport you play. If you if you can play good defense and you cannot turn it over, you give yourself a chance to win games. Now, you've got to score. You've got to score. I mean, everybody wants to see the team score. And, you, and, it, and it is demoralizing, and it sucks the life out of you, and it takes the energy out of you. When you do go long spells or long droughts, without putting the ball in the basket. Um, but that second half in that last 12 and a half minutes, as you mentioned, we were able to really get good looks, good shots, took great care of the ball, and um, and it worked out for us. And then when you include that with really good defense, and then you make your free throws, I, you know, I don't have the box score right in front of me, Andy, but I think we were 19 for 24, as I mentioned earlier in the show, which, you know, to win a game, you're going to, you know, you're 17 for 24 or 18 for 24. You're not winning. I mean, we made big free throws down the stretch. And what you and I talked about after the game in the post game uh, radio was how many times did whether it was Michael DeVoe's ball that rolled off for the and one or Kyle Sturdivant shot that like was literally back and forth and hanging on the lip of the front of the rim or Jordan Usher's one or two shots where he got that was going to be an and one that was rolling around and it was in and out and out and in. And you're like, holy Toledo, how does this happen? Can't the ball just go in? Why is this? 
come on. And But we found a way at the end of to, the ball to find it. Jordan Usher's ball eventually didn't even need to hit rim in overtime, and those threes went right through the net. But uh, some of those balls were just were cliffhangers the way they were hanging on the rim. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, you know, Jordan showed a, a terrific ability to shake that off because that shot that you referenced would have tied the game with 10 seconds left. He could have had an and one to give Tech the lead, but instead, like you said, it just swirled around the rim and off. He had to steady himself, make both free throws to tie that game up, ultimately send it into overtime. 30 points for Usher, new career high, five of six from three, which ties a career high, most made threes in the game. And he also tied his career high with 11 rebounds. I don't know if there is a coincidence or not, but the two highest scoring games Jordan has had in his career, uh, obviously Georgia State when Michael DeVoe maybe had his worst shooting game of his Georgia Tech career, and then Charleston Southern when Michael was out due to illness. So, you know, if you can get Jordan Usher having those types of performances when Michael is also having an efficient day from the field, then I think you've really got something. Let's take our final timeout. We'll wrap up with you, Coach, uh, on the other side of the break. Again, Georgia Tech on pause. So no game this Wednesday at Syracuse. They will look to make that up. Uh, again, hoping that we can play on Saturday and resume the schedule, resume ACC play as the Yellow Jackets welcome in the Louisville Cardinals. One final timeout. We'll wrap up with the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor, after this is the Josh Pastor Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey, guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventurer, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball. It's the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Final segment here with the head coach, Josh Pastor. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I'm not sure if uh, you saw it, Coach. I know you don't spend a lot of time on social media, but I think Jordan Usher got his own custom bobblehead uh, for Christmas. He uh, showed that off on Twitter the other day. 
Yeah, you know what? Um, he did, and I thought it was really cool. And then he and then he took a picture, I guess, on and put it on Twitter, uh, comparing his bobblehead to my bobblehead uh, that they did for the season ticket holders. And so uh, that was really cool. But I thought Jordan Ushers, whoever had done that, um, uh, on how he made that 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 bobblehead of his was was outstanding, was awesome, and he's and it's well deserved, especially after the game that he had. Tuesday versus Georgia State. Yeah, you hang 30 and 11. I think you deserve your own bobblehead. Of course, your bobblehead is very distinctive because it has the Josh Pastor face shield in light of what we're dealing with now with Omicron. Any truth to the rumor that we might be seeing a return of the face shield? Um, Here's what I would tell you. Um, I've experienced COVID, and and I don't want to get it again. And and so... uh, uh, and last year, and I'm not saying that the face shield stopped COVID from me getting COVID. Maybe it was just I was just completely lucky. And sometimes you just got to be lucky along the way. Um, but if that face shield can can make me not get COVID or, and and re, and maybe keep some droplets away from entering my facial um, open areas, uh, eyes, nose, mouth, I will wear the face shield not only during games, but every day of my life if I have to. I, I am not opposed to pulling out the face shield if need to be, uh, especially to avoid um, COVID. And um, after, you know, getting hit by it, I don't want to get hit by it again. So if I need to pull the face shield, that is something that is going into serious thought. And Because as you know, I'm for wearing the mask. I just, it's very hard for me to coach in a mask. Um, it's just, I'm not able to do it. I feel like I'm like suffocating in a sense. And so, um, and I'm always then we pulling it up and down, touching my face anyway. So that's why I prefer the face shield. And there is a good chance the face shield could be pulled out moving forward for the okay. rest of the season. All right. So All stay right. tuned. As we say, you know, that next time to uh, watch the Yellow Jackets this Saturday at McCamish, uh, of course, pending Georgia Tech and Louisville are both out of their health and safety protocols by them. But Saturday at McCamish on New Year's Day. Um, Curious, Coach, what you make of this number. Your last four games in the second half, your team is only 6 of 43 from three. That's 13.9%. In the first half of those four games, you guys are better than 40% from three. Any idea maybe why that three-point percentage is falling off so sharply after halftime? I tell you what, if I had, if I had, if I knew that answer, I would, I would be considered what you work for, legends, or what the radio, you know, I mean, I would be considered a legend if I could figure out why are we shooting like we're shooting um, um, in the second half? Because that is one of our issues, Andy, with our scoring drought is, 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 is we are having that issue in the second half. It's not happening in the first half. It's happening in the second half where the drought is happening. And a lot of it is we're getting some really good looks. They're just not going in the basket. And as simple as this sounds, as an ele- elementary as it sounds, this is a make and miss game. And you got to make the shots. You got to put the ball in the basket. And so when you go through those long droughts, it can be demoralizing. You know, it takes the energy out of the team. But that's also why I say, Andy, you've got to, you've got to uh, uh, be able to capitalize on transition offensive basketball, which is something we haven't done well in the second half, leaving a lot of easy baskets or points on the, you know, on the floor 
Um, and those would help end those droughts if we were able to be better in transition offense. You'd also mentioned also that, mentioned uh, that uh, before some circumstances intervened, that Bubba Parm would have made his debut against Southern Cal. We hope that we can see Bubba the first game that uh, we have back out of this COVID pause. What can a guy like Davon Smith learn from someone like Bubba Parm? Yeah, I mean, look, Bubba's just going to help everyone, including Davon. I mean, and, and what it does is it takes more pressure off of other guys because Bubba's another guy on the floor that can score it, that can shoot it, experience, knows the system, knows what ACC plays like. So um, he just gives us, um, um, you know, he just gives us more of an opportunity to maybe find that other score that we're, co- we're constantly looking for, especially when we're having some times of through that drought. And um, so we've just got to be something where we're and, – and, and the more Davon plays – the, the better he's going to be, the more experience he gets, the better he's going to be. And the more that Bubba plays with all of our guys, it's going to be better for our team. Well, I know Bubba I know is Bubba chomping at the chomping. bit like the rest of his teammates to get back on the floor, and hopefully we can do that this weekend on New Year's Day as ACC plays set to resume for your Yellow Jackets taking on the Louisville Cardinals. And on that, we wrap up this week's edition of the Josh Pastor Show. Coach, we appreciate you joining us remotely. I think I heard your baby in the background, so we'll, we'll cross that off as making his radio debut. We appreciate your time as well. Andy, if he can be as good as you, then I've, I've raised a good son. I think you need to raise his son to have a, a career different than radio if he knows what's good for him. We appreciate it, Coach. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andy Demetra. We will talk to you hopefully on Saturday. But for now, thanks so much for listening to the Josh Pastor Show here in the Georgia Tech Radio Network. Hey, hey.